Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the best sports podcast that is happening right now. Well, we're trying to make it that way. Pack the Bank Podcast. My name is Cody. As always, I've got my wonderful co-hosts, Aaron and CK. Before we start, we have some exciting news. Pack the Bank is now wherever you get your streaming uh, podcast from, whether that be YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're everywhere now, man. So go check us out. Share us with your friends and family. Let them know that we are here to talk football all day long. Aaron, what do we got on tap for today's show? Hey, brother. Hey, we, we got a lot going on, man. Uh, of course, as always, uh, we got the rookie class. We're going to talk about the running backs this week, top five every week. We're going to start from now to the – from starting from last week all the way till we get done with every, uh, every, every class. We're going to uh, – Go through every position of the top five rankings that we have. You know, they may not be exactly our top five rankings, but and then uh, we'll talk about some some draft stuff coming up. Uh, we might end with a mock draft, just depends on how we're feeling. Packers corner, Panthers corner, and then uh, we'll start out pretty strong here. Uh, we'll start out with who's going to the Super Bowl. I mean, yes, sir. there's <laughs> here we are. I mean. Here's here the two big teams. Um, now I'll let y'all start. Uh, Eagles and 49ers. Man, what a disappointing game, honestly. True. I mean, you know, you I I think we talked about it a lot. I really wanted to see Brock Purdy come out and do his thing. Unfortunately, uh, his his UCL tear, I believe it is, um, yep. that that he suffered in the game. <sighs> Just kind of, I mean, it, you basically saw what happened to that 49ers offense after uh, after he went out. So, you know, even though the Eagles won and they've been electric all year, I don't think that this was the, uh, the NFC Championship game that people were really hoping to see, especially with these two powerhouses going at it. I mean, the 49ers have been such a good offense for the big stretch of the season that uh, Purdy was involved in. So for him to kind of go down like that it's honestly kind of sad and now you know we've been saying for a couple of weeks that we think you know Purdy might be the starting guy but now there's reports that he may be out for an entire season next year they don't really know um so it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back from this I hope he does um and I hope he has at least the chance to compete for a uh, starting role somewhere if it's not in San Fran but uh CK what, what do you got on this for me, it's kind of just reiterating what you said. I feel really bad for Brock Purdy. You know, he may have to get Tommy John surgery, and he might be out six, eight months. Could be a whole year. That really sucks for him because he probably would have beaten out uh, Trey Lance to be the starter next season. I was really waiting to see that. Uh, I've got this prediction right, obviously. I picked the Eagles last week. was mm-hmm. hoping it would be a lot closer, a lot better of a game, obviously. But – Obviously, when you go down to your basically your backups, backup, backup, and then that yeah. guy gets hurt, you're screwed either way. I mean, there's not, I don't think you can say like anything bad about the 49ers because they lost two backup quarterbacks in, in one game. So I don't really think it tells you anything about the Niners, doesn't really tell you anything about the Eagles. Yeah, absolutely, man. Aaron, you got anything on the, uh, the NFC Championship <clears throat> game? I know this one's kind of sad for you, seeing your boy CMC. Unfortunately, not making it to the Super Bowl, man. Uh, I've got a couple things, man. Uh, 
Yeah, that that part sucks. Uh, but kind of like what CK was talking about, man. You you can't go to your four string quarterback and then he get hurt, and then Christian McCaffrey is your pretty much your backup. But they brought in Brock Purdy back in from after having the, the injury, and you could tell he was in pain throwing anything more than a five yard dump pass. Yeah. So I pretty much knew it was over then. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people don't think the Eagles deserve to be in the Super Bowl because they've had a cakewalk of a season. Um, I, I don't really know how to comment on that. I don't. I didn't watch the Eagles much this year. I just know they've been kind of dominant, but they've shown they can be beaten by like Washington and by Dallas and stuff. But but the the Eagles are just a well rounded built team. Uh, I didn't expect a blowout, but when Josh Johnson came in, I kind of figured it was over. Uh, Tommy John surgery with that man. Uh, I've seen reports about how like a lot of baseball pitchers get that. Sometimes, sometimes it's not all the time, but sometimes they said they the pitchers come back and and they throw they throw faster, they throw better. So maybe this will you know maybe this is kind of a blessing in disguise that maybe would help Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. I hate seeing him getting injured because I 100 think he'd have been the starter next year, as he probably should have been. He didn't show no signs of not getting a starting job. Um, I don't think he. I think he should already still be the starter, but you know he probably won't play at all next year, which is going to keep Trey Lance's job safe. Yep. Because Trey Lance was probably going to get shipped out. Um, if not, he was going to be a backup, but then he'd probably end up requesting a trade anyway. And then, uh, and then of course Kyle Shanahan and them had a uh, um, uh, an interview earlier this week, and they asked somebody asked him, uh, <clears throat> "What's the chances of us seeing Jimmy G back?" And he said, "I, I don't see a." Uh, a scenario in which that happens. So Jimmy G's kind of where Derek Carr is. They're about ninety nine point nine percent out of where they're sitting right now, team wise. Um, yeah. So free agency is going to be interesting when it comes to that. So. Yeah, but I mean, I I think that with uh, with Jimmy G, I feel like we kind of expected this. I mean, you you know, you and I, I mean, and then obviously CK um, coming on last week. You know, we we've all pretty much been talking about Jimmy G. Like he hasn't even been a forty nine er to me. Jimmy G hasn't been a 49er since last season, probably. Like, even though he played for them this year, it just feels like that organization removed themselves from him very early in the year. And it wasn't until Trey Lance went down that they were like, okay, now we need you, Jimmy. Like, I I just don't think that he – I don't think that he wants to be a part of that organization anymore, and I don't really think that they want him to be there either. So – I think like in the in the worst way possible, it's like a mutual thing because I feel like he really did bring a lot to that organization, especially leading them all the way to a, a Super Bowl and then countless playoff appearances. And now they're just like, okay, cool. We see that you know you couldn't fully get it done, so you can leave now. But that hopefully that gives uh, Jimmy a chip on his shoulder wherever he'll go. That sounds vaguely familiar. Hey man. I'm just saying, like, let's be the last couple of years, it just sounds kind of, yeah, man. yeah, it does. But, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't think you know, Jimmy G didn't want to be there last year, he didn't want to be there this year, he's there just because he's there. That's just whatever, but <clears throat> yeah, it sucks, but at the same time, now we know where Carolina will be picking for all four of their picks this year from San Francisco. Uh, did we get picks for next year too, or no? Yeah, we got one. So we got one for next year too. Okay, that's. I think cool. it's like a fifth. I could be wrong about that though. Okay, I know we got a second, third, fourth, and a fifth this year, right? 
Yeah. And then a fifth next year, I think. So, hey, I'm, I'm down. A lot of picks, man. I think I think we have seven altogether now because we had like three or four. We may have eight. I don't know. We didn't have many before this trade. We didn't have any. Yeah, we didn't have any. So, nice. so we got him for a second, a third, and a fourth this year, and a fifth next year. Yeah. Wow. I remember that off my brain. Skill. Okay. okay that's what it was. Okay. Um, yeah, I went over two in games this year, but or this yes, week. Did. But let's be honest. I mean, I wanted C Mac to be in there just to be in it, but you know, I'm cool with it because we got the picks. And then the next game we'll talk about, man, is the AFC game. Um, in all honesty, I feel like Cincinnati probably would have went head to head with the Eagles a little bit better, in my opinion. But I'm I am cool to see Pat Mahomes back in the Super Bowl. Uh, yes, sir. Kind of more healthier. Uh, two weeks off of that ankle, a lot of a lot of PT going on, a lot of a lot of healing, and just kind of like you know, I'm sure he's not. They're not running him around. Yeah, in practice, killing him. I'm sure they're just like, you need to relax, chill out. You know, we'll, we'll work yeah. through it and all that. But uh, the the I, I'm I'm a good, I'm happy for him. Um, I could care less to, about the Bengals. I just thought the Bengals kind of would have pulled it out a little bit more. They had questionable calls. There were some not called, some flags not called stuff, but, you know, that's all finger-pointing crap, so I ain't worried about all that. And I ain't a fan of the Bengals, so it's not like I'm going to sit here and cry about it either. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I watched many of Panther games this year of some some weird calls. And all this shows, it doesn't show it's the, the NFL's not rigged. Ain't no scripts. There ain't nothing that. What it shows is, is you got to stop having part-time refs. Yeah, because absolutely. when the ref, the refs get paid, and then once the season's over, they go home and sit on the couch and don't do anything. So, yeah. you, you can't, we can't have part time refs anymore. And that this, I think this game, the the AFC Championship game is gonna like. I hope because of the outbreak and the outcry that it has caused in the NFL fan world, um, maybe Goodell will. And the NFL will look into that about how they could fix that and maybe get rid of who they have now and get in some full-time reps or just bring the people you got now as full-time reps and just retrain them or something. But yeah. they, they, you, you got to, the referee thing has to be fixed and there's certain flags that don't need to be called. Yeah. In my yeah. opinion. <clears throat> I, I agree. Um, I think the thing that I want to make clear, uh, especially to Bengals fans is the, Bad calls happen in every single NFL game. It just is a part of the sport, unfortunately. And nobody's saying that the Chiefs should have won. Nobody's saying that you guys should have won, you know, yada, 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 whatever. Um, the bad calls happen uh, with within every game. Now, with that being said, two picks cannot happen if you're trying to, to win an AFC championship game. And that's on Joe. Burrow. Any game, really. Any it, game. Really. I mean, any game, really. Exactly. That that is on Joe Burrow. Okay? It's it's yeah. rare that you. It's I'm not trying to cut you off, but it's rare no, that you good. have. And and it's true. If you win the turnover battle, 99 percent of the time, you're gonna win. Oh yeah. Unless some ungodly reason here, the Chargers. But. <laughs> I mean, it's like. You know, they, they the whole first quarter they're like. Oh, T Law, man, this dude sucks. And then he's this, and then he's saving grace because he come back out and he did what he did to the Chargers, what he did. Yep. But 
yeah, I mean, you, yeah, from from the from the borough stands and all the the crap that they've been talking to everybody, you can't have a two pick game and then expect to come out on top. Definitely against a team like the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, it's just not. You have to put your 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 foot on their neck and you have to keep it pressed down until the end of the game. And and this is exactly what I talked about last week. This is exactly what I talked about. I I talked about a not even hundred percent Pat Mahomes can beat that Bengals team. And the reason was not because Pat Mahomes is just going to completely dominate. It's because Pat Mahomes is going to sit back there because he has to, and he's going to read that defense and he's going to get it to guys like MVS, who I know strictly from being the Packers, he can stretch the field. Like it's nobody's business. And then he's also going to give it off to his running backs or he's going to dump it down and he's going to make the smart plays. He made the smart plays of Travis Kelsey. Did he run when he had to? Yeah. And you could tell that he was injured, but the difference between Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow is that Joe Burrow, a lot of the times, is like, okay, where's Jamar Chase? And he's just going to look for him. And you can't do that every time. You need to give it to your to your running back, who <clears throat> Joe Mixon, if you haven't heard, is uh, is in a little bit of trouble right now. Charges um, got dropped. Did they? Yeah, they got dropped the next day. I'm money okay. talk, buddy. Oh, I, I guarantee you. Um, <laughs> yeah, 100% but, um, money talks. Okay. Well, I, I didn't know that, but um, I, yeah. I guess uh, that's old news now. But, uh, yeah, man, I I don't feel bad for the Bengals for losing this one. I feel bad for uh, the people who are delusional that think that just because they seem to side a certain way that that team should have won and it – I'm sorry, but like I said at the beginning, two picks is not going to win you a football game, and that's on Joe Burrow. Whether you want to say, oh, they were tipped, whether you want to say, oh, you know, that's the receivers, that's on Joe Burrow. If you're a quarterback and you're throwing the football, you should know where to throw that football, and yeah. and you you just can't have that. Right. A big thing I don't like, though, is like how I don't like when people criticize a quarterback because they like – well, if you look at their stats this year, they're number one in passing yards, but over half of their thing, over half of their passing stats are from both running backs. Because all he does is throw dump passes. If dump passes are winning me football games, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna keep throwing dump passes. Oh, absolutely. If throwing, if throwing to my tight end is gonna get me fifteen hundred yards, I think he's got 13, 1,300 yards. I'm gonna keep throwing to my tight end. It gets me thirteen hundred yards. You can't hate on a man that wins. Because if if Joe Bra- if if Joe Burrow was just throwing to to Joe, Joe Mixon or uh, is it Hayden Hurst? He got Hayden Hurst now, right? Yeah, Hayden, Hayden Hurst, Hurst yeah. or Hayden Hurst all year because he didn't have Jamar Chase. They wouldn't be like you know, well you know you're just throwing to the running back on dump passes. That's if it's working, it's working. That yeah. that's all it comes down to. It. I don't care if you only throw to the running back all game long. If you win, you win. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't think it's right that people criticize like a guy that makes smart calls, or smart decisions, dump passes, little five-yard ins and outs to tight ends over somebody that wants to throw the ball 35-plus yards every play. Well, people only criticize when it's, you know, working against their team, and then they get pissed off about it. Right. I mean, it it's the same thing in Madden. You know, if you just dink and dunk down the field, your opponent's going to gonna rage quit. Because he can't, he can't stop a dink and dunk. I mean, right. you're only getting five yards a pop, but you've already eaten up twelve minutes of clock. So, yeah. 
I mean, I get it, but I just look at it. I guess – I mean, yeah, it would be different if it was the Panthers that lost this way, 100%. I'd be like, oh, that's crap. But it's like, at the end of the day, I had to look back and be like, but if it was flipped, I'd be okay with it because it won that way. So it's like, I, you know, it's, I get it both ways. I just don't think you can hate on a – you can't say a QB don't deserve MVP because it's tied in at 1,300 yards and it won it and both his running backs had over 500 receiving yards. Yeah. that That's – I mean, that's just stupid. Oh, yeah. well. I anyway, agree. my thoughts on this game, once again, got this one right too, went 2-0, and by the way. And exactly what I said happened in this game. I said if, uh, what's his name, if Chris Jones took over this game, the Chiefs were going to win. That man went and off. what did he do? That he man took man over the game. <laughs> he had two sacks. Just boom, right there. I said it. Because that Bengals O-line was hurt. That's why I picked them. That's why I picked the Chiefs. Because I knew that O-line was so, what do Chris Jones goes off for two sacks. Frank Clark had one and a half. The rookie George Karloftis had one. Willie Gay had half a sack. They just destroyed him. I called it the whole time. And also, another thing to remember, Patrick Mahomes was without for most of the game. Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius yep. Toney, and McCall Hartman. All of them. Gone. All he had was MVS and a couple backups. Sky Moore. And he still, backups, man. still won. So. MVS had a nice game though, man. 100. MVS looked nice out there. He was he was yeah. definitely definitely doing his part. I, I enjoyed watching that. But yeah, I'm 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 happy with these games, man. Like I was one of those where I was like, I picked the Bengals. I don't know if I told y'all on the thing last week, but I was like, I'm picking the Bengals, but I hope they lose. Yeah, yeah, I think you did. You did say I mean, that, yes. I'm, I'm so it's like you know I went I went over two but I kind of went one for one so I'm, I'm okay yeah. with it because yeah. I'm cool with that one that one being a loss. So. <laughs> I just really, they didn't even, like the Chiefs didn't even run that well. No, no they really nah, didn't. but I will tell you what, man. Oh, uh, Pacheco and that his last name. Yeah, yeah. The running back, that dude. Yeah. I like him. He's nice. He'll, he'll He's be nice. good. He's definitely but. starting to pop at the right time too. So. <clears throat> Yeah, um, man, we'll we'll jump into a different topic real quick. Uh, something fast, man. We'll we'll jump on this draft right here real quick. Um, about this one right here. So, ah. so the bears, the bears have have uh, already been receiving phone calls, which I'm not surprised. Um about the number one pick, but apparently they've already received two offers from two different teams, and neither of them are the num- the picking number two Texans or the picking number five? Are they five? Colts five, right? Because Seattle's four. Four, four, five, four. Another yeah. four. four. Colts are four. Okay. Seattle's five. Yep. Okay. Um, so neither's one of them. Um, I heard, and he I confirmed heard, one I of heard, them. I heard a report was Tennessee. Tennessee was um, one of the teams. Which which is I get that, but my thing is is I think Tennessee's at like eleven. I don't see the Bears going out of the top ten. And it's like, okay, what other top ten team could be sending offers that has the ammunition to send offers? Hmm. Couldn't be pick number nine with Carolina, could it? hundred percent. Uh you know, and not just being a Panther fan, but all, all around, I think that that Carolina is the most obvious team. Uh, we'll talk more about it at Panthers Corner, but 
some stuff has come out this week about quarterback talk from head coach Frank Wright and GM Scott Fitt and all them. And they they seem to have their eyes what seems to be on like two guys. So it, it'll be interesting to see. But I, I'm willing to bet I'm at about a 75 like a 75-25 that the Bears probably don't have that number one pick come April. I would agree with that. I would also agree with that. And uh, let me pull it up real quick because I actually just made the slide for it now. But I believe that the reason why is because of this, actually. It's it's a really bad picture, so for our YouTube audience, I'm, I yeah, apologize. But um, the Bears actually decided to go ahead and stick with Justin Fields as the uh, franchise quarterback, which essentially would be a big reason why they're getting calls for for this uh, draft pick because they've pretty much already put it out there. They're not going after a quarterback this year. And if they do, it'll right. be very late in the rounds. It'll be somebody that obviously is not a top five guy. Um so look for them to trade back, maybe try and add a little bit. Um, I could really see them adding like defense and stuff later on in the draft, maybe like day two, day three selections, just to try and like shore up uh, maybe that line, that secondary that we talked about a couple weeks ago. But um, as of right now, Justin Fields is their guy. I'm very, I'm really not surprised by this. Um, I think that. Yeah. Why would you trade him? It, it makes that, no sense. Depends well, on how much thing. you like um, CJ, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I get that part. I agree with you on that. You know, you'd have to like really be down on CJ or Anthony or whoever. But there's no shot you're going to go trade away your quarterback that you drafted to go draft another one, and you still don't have a line. You still don't have an offensive. You don't have offensive weapons. Your defense right. ain't really up to par. So you're going to take one quarterback that's going through the trials and tribulations right now, take him out and ship him away to go get another one that's going to go exactly through what he's going through now. He already knows your offense, Justin does. Mm-hmm. Now what you do is you trade back and you get ammunition so you can start drafting O-line, wide receivers, all of them, because, sorry, Chase Claypool, all he does is talk a bunch of – is just talk a bunch because he said he was a top five, top three wide receiver this year and barely put up 600 yards. So, yep. <clears throat> nah, yeah, you, there's no I mean, the reason re- whatsoever you trade for you trade Justin Fields. The reason yeah. all this came out was because obviously they got a new GM, they have the number one pick, and the head coach never picked Justin Fields. That's the reason it came out, right? Yeah, so of course they're gonna they're gonna swing it like they're gonna trade him. I'm not. Yeah, they're gonna swing it like they're gonna trade him on a quarterback, also so they can increase the value of the first overall pick. But my my thing is like I I could see this if Justin Fields was. Uh, looked not ready right but from i mean even as a packers fan from what i've seen from from justin fields he is easily easily the best quarterback that the bears have had in the last 15 years probably i mean barring like the one couple playoff runs uh that jay cutler had like back in the early 2000s um i'm talking like 20 what was that like 20 12 or whatever that they actually had like a playoff run um i know mitch trubisky had the one in 2018 but i mean J- justin fields looks boys yeah, yeah yeah um 
But um, but yeah, man, like Justin Fields, it, he's not a bad quarterback. He needs he needs a line. He needs an O line. But the kid's got an arm. The kid can run. Like, let him develop. If if he flops out, he flops out. But this is way too early to be trying to take another quarterback in the first round. Right. You're you're you're. He's changing the. He's slowly changing the narrative of the OSU QBs. Are terrible. Uh, narrative that's going on in the NFL because. The last couple OSU QBs that's ever come out, they haven't really panned out to be anything, and everybody's like, oh, well, OSU QBs suck. you know." And it's the same way with Alabama, but now you've got Tua looking decent when he's not when he's not on the sideline with a concussion. Right. And Mac Jones is – I don't think Mac Jones is all that good. I'm not impressed with him. I don't think he's nowhere near whatever. Um, and then I'm, I don't want to hear about – Jalen Hurts because that's an Oklahoma quarterback. And just like I don't want to hear Joe Burrow because he's not an OSU quarterback. He's an LSU quarterback. Yep. You You can't claim somebody that sat on the bench three years and then went to LSU and then balled out. as, And then you bench Jalen Hurts in front of the entire nation. Millions of people on live TV in a bowl game. And I think Athens was a chick. I, I don't know. I think they were, but still, it's like you benched him. He left. How are you going to start claiming him now? Yeah. Depends. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is a great story, man. I, I actually am. I As much as I hate that we uh, we unfortunately lost to the Eagles this year, I, I respect the hell out of Jalen Hurts. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's really made that uh, – he's embraced that city of Philadelphia, and I, I think that um, – they they have their guy for the the long term, and I'm I'm real happy for him. Oh yeah, I'm a big I'm so. a big uh, Jalen Hurts fan. Yeah, yeah, Jalen Hurts is definitely a guy. So, what do we got up next, man? Uh, man, we'll jump into Packers corner. Uh, I know you've got kind of well, we'll do Panthers corner first. Uh, we don't okay. have as much to talk about like you do. Um, I know. Yeah, I got, got a little a bit lot stuff. on your mind. <laughs> Yeah, so I do. Jump into Panthers corner real quick. Um, Alrighty, we'll start with got... this video. We've got a video from uh, Will Kungle works at a one of the TV news stations down in Charlotte, I think. Interviewing with Scott Fit. Here's what the interview. This is a little clip I've got from it. Here because. You sell off, you know, Robbie Anderson and Christian McCaffrey, but it's like this is not a break it down, restart no. roster at all. So what is the expectation going into next year? We have high expectations. You know, the process hasn't changed. We want to build it on defense first. Mm-hmm. want to come back, build it on the offensive line, and now we can add pieces to this to be that explosive team that we want to be. You know, we, we can take that next step. Uh, this is a, with, through free agency and the draft. This is our year to make a move. The NFC South is wide open, and uh, we're going to make our run. Now, from here's here's what I'm gathering from this video. If we start where he started, he's like, you know, we, we wanted to mark out the defense. Check. Defense is – if we hire who we're talking about hiring right now, I think we could have a top five, top ten defense, arguable. Um, we wanted to fix the O-line. Check. Just re-sign Bradley Bozeman. That's all you got to do. That's simple. Mm-hmm. But, the, I mean, you know. Then he talks about now we can go to – we can make the move. Weird. 
you know, you say that, and then reports come out that the Bears get offers for the pick for number one pick. That's why I'm saying if it's not Carolina, I, I'd really be surprised because they've yeah. talked about it. Frank Reich talked about it. Uh, David Tepper talked about it. They all because of course right now the whole media is it's all about Carolina. What are you doing at quarterback? They've all talked about it. Uh, Frank even said he was like, you know, I the big physical guy, the big, you know, this that's just how the new league is. Okay. Big, physical, talented, athletic. There's two guys in this draft that's big, talented, physical, and athletic. And it's CJ Stroud. <laughs> and, it's, and it's CJ Stroud and it's Anthony Richardson. And Will Levis. And Will Levis, but and you, B. John Robinson. you put mayonnaise in your coffee and you eat bananas with the pill on, you're far from anything that I want near my organization. I'm sorry. I, w- I will support him about as much as if you would have, we would have drafted Zach Wilson a couple years ago and how you would have supported him. I mean, going to be no. honest with you. Like, I, we draft him and we can win 10 Super Bowls and I'd say, I don't care, he sucked. I hate him. I hear uh, B. John Robinson's moving the quarterback. I well, hey, oh, Derek in your 2.0, I don't care. But, no, nah, I mean, I just – the way it sounds, man, I think – I really think it's about a 75-25 chance that – and we're 75 that we, we move up. And it may not be a one. They may want a little too much. You know, I ain't – I've seen some ridiculous trade offers this year. I've seen it to Place y'all in the three. chat. It's been crazy. Yeah, but I think that uh, – I think Arizona's more of a likely landing spot for Carolina because it's like – who is Houston going to take? You know, because I've seen it where they've been like, well, what if Houston doesn't take quarterback? Well, first, D'Amico Ryan should be fired if they don't because that's their biggest need. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe they don't. Fine, whatever. Now you've got all four sitting on the board and they're all yours. You take who you want. But more than likely, they're probably going to take Bryce Young. He's the best in the draft quarterback-wise. He's he may not be the most pro ready, but the man looks just about right there. He's on the brink of being the, the most pro ready quarterback in the NFL or in the draft mm-hmm. class. And they say it's not him, it's Will Levis, because Will Levis has been playing in a pro style, a pro style type offense. But still, man, Bryce Young, man, that man, that, that little Drew Brees, he's a little different, man. That I've seen mm-hmm. that man make some throws this year that was unbelievable. But mm-hmm. um yeah, I, I think it's it's either we're going to trade up to one or three more than likely, and it's it's probably going to be C.J. Stroud, in my opinion. I think they've already said we're, we, he's kind of the apple to our eye right now, so it'll be interesting. But <clears throat> Yeah, I'm excited to see what you guys do, man. I think um, – I know that, Aaron, you and I talked about it uh, probably – I want to say the second show, maybe – um, it was either the second show or we didn't talk about it on here at all. And it was, uh, on the group chat that we have. Um, but you guys were talking about how, you know, none of this had happened, uh, with like Matt rule, right? Like it was, they, they didn't talk about like cohesion about like actually building things up. And, uh, I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of like a plan as far as like, okay, cool. We're going to attack the, we're going to attack the line. We're going to, we're going to shore up the defense. Um, we're going to go get some dudes in free agency and then we're going to actually make moves in the draft. I feel like it was just kind of a wait and see type of feel uh, when, when rule was here. And I feel like this is kind of Frank Reich meeting with, you know, you guys as top brass and being like, 
we need to do this, this, and this, and we need to like not flame out in my first year and we will be successful. And I, and I think that really speaks volumes to you guys. I know if it was, uh, if it was my front office over in green Bay, um, I would definitely appreciate it. We we've done something similar before and I really appreciated it when we, uh, brought on Zedarius and Preston Smith and then went on to get, um, Darnell Savage and those guys in the draft. So I, it really does help out a lot. Um, when when you have a front office that wants to step in with a new head coach and be like, all right, we need to be no longer in rebuild mode. We need to be in either reload or like win now mode. And we're we are literally one guy away. So let's go and get that guy. Yep. Right. Out of I mean, I wouldn't say we're in rebuild no more. Uh we're no, not no, in no. now. We're not in win now mode either. But we're definitely in that. You're reloading. Yeah. We're not one guy away. We're like four or five and from a Super Bowl. Yeah. From a from Super the Bowl, division. Yeah. Now, now the playoffs. Zero. Absolutely. You draft CJ Stroud. Nine. I'm about ninety percent sure you're winning this division this year. We win this division yeah. with anybody. Hundred percent. Yeah. Will Levis. Any of them? We probably win the division. Yeah. I'd even say Hendon Hooker probably, and he's a yep. fifth round draft pick at best. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I don't know how how aware you guys are, but um, you know that whole joke that you guys like to give me about how the NFC North is the easiest division in football. It's you guys now. <laughs> NFC oh, yeah. South is. I mean, yeah, NFC builds. South has been a joke for years, though. I mean, NFC South, you could you could literally like drop a pin on the floor, and and you you probably won a, a playoff game. You probably are in a playoff game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's 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 a sad division right now, but it could very much be quick and change because we could draft CJ. Atlanta could somehow trade for Lamar. New Orleans picks up Derek Carr in the free agency. Yeah, and then Tampa Bay just well, does Tampa something. Bay's probably going to go back to being Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay tanks, and the next year they get, and then they get Caleb you know Williams, and now we're sitting at okay, we're not the laughing AFC West stock, 2.0. but. Yeah, we're yeah we're it's a scary that we're now we're knocking heads every week when we play each other. Tampa Bay gets Jimmy G, and then it all just goes to. Hey, I I I I don't think it's out of the question for him though to go to Tampa. Why not? Absolutely not. I mean, but you got the Raiders. No, I just I just think that um with with Matt Rule there wasn't a plan, but his plan in free agency was where's my Baylor and Temple guys. Yeah, you can't be like that. States, you know, I get it. You want to bring in Hassan Reddick? I was down for it because I knew how, how Hassan Reddick was, and Hassan Reddick's doing what Hassan Reddick's doing, and we let that man walk. For he was nothing. probably gonna walk anyway, but because he went to Philadelphia, where he was, he's he's from. He went to Temple Universities, and that's over in Philadelphia, so he wanted to be close to home. I get it. I'm glad for Hassan. I'm I'm glad he's doing well. Um. If the Eagles win, he's my pick for Super Bowl MVP. Um, Dog. Solid. But, you know, it Rule treated it too much like it was college. And you, you can't – you can't when the guys get in trouble, you can't make them run a lap around the field, man. These are 27-year-old men. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see what Steve Smith said the other day? I haven't watched his podcast, but I heard he brought it up. I'm going to listen to it probably so one he, day at work. But he but said something. Oh, what was it? Oh, he was talking about okay. So rule, some one of the players texted him about what what, what rule was doing before a preseason game, 
Well, he said he walked in about two hours before the preseason game, and dude's right listening to music as you do, getting ready. He goes, everybody off the music. I want everybody watching film. And Steve was like, watching film two hours before a game and learning your playbook two hours before a game doesn't work. It's because not like the what only the thing you should be doing, yeah, it's like you should know all that stuff beforehand, and then like fifteen, maybe maybe you glance at the playbook just to get a refresher. You shouldn't be studying the playbook two hours before the game, and not just you know getting yourself mentally ready. It's crazy, and he also went off about some other stuff, but you should watch it. Yeah, I, I'll listen to it. I, I, if it's on Apple Podcasts, I can listen to it. If not, if I got, I go to YouTube and watch. I'm subscribed to his channel. It's great. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. He can't be like that as a head coach, man. He's not not in the NFL. And that's why I think he'll never be back as a head coach in the NFL. Oh, absolutely not. Or at least you have to be winning to be able to do it. You can't do it. Or that, like too, man. Yeah. And, and then and that's another thing. You bring up, you know, well, how Cody said earlier, you know, Frank coming with a we're doing this, this, and this. 100% because there's no shot. And I don't care if people say, well, what if we get Derek Carr? What if we get Jimmy G? There's no way, and I'm willing to bet my next four paychecks, there's no way that Frank Wright sat down, and they, they I'm sure they brought up the quarterback position in the interviews. Had to. And, he said, and he said, well, you know, Derek Carr's going to get released, or Jimmy G's going to be a free agency. Because if I'm, if, if I'm David Tepper, when you sit down and I say, I ask you about the quarterback position, and you say after the last four years of us quarterback hopping, you go, you know, Derek Carr's. I'd be like, get out, leave my office, and don't you ever come back. Yeah, especially I, when he got talked out of Justin Fields and exactly, got talked out. He of got talked out of Herbert. Justin Fields, and we got talked out of, of trading up for Jay Herbert. Yep. And Justin Fields sucks because Fields was right there. Yeah, yeah. Didn't we even had have to Fields move in our hand. Didn't have to move. He was there for the taking. I really thought you guys and were going we to actually took, draft him. We did, too. And we took J.C. Oh, yeah. Horn. Uh, I think I was Great on game. FaceTime with C.K. when that happened. Yeah, we were on FaceTime. I, I, we was upset, but we like J.C. Horn. I ain't, we ain't hating on Jay Horn, man. That dude's a dog. I cannot wait for the draft special. But, <laughs> but, man, dude, like, you knew the big issue was there, man. And you just – and he was on – in Panthers Confidential, they showed a part where – it shows their top-rated guys, and you can see the top five, but that sixth guy, they kind of blurred him out a little bit, but it looks like it says Fields. So it's yeah. like he was on your big board, and he was there, yep. and you didn't take him. And you had like three <laughs> receivers Panay over Sewell him. was the number one guy we had on our board. If Panay like, would have failed, we would have took him, which I wouldn't have been against either because we had a left fat, tackle. But I was like, it's left tackle. Then it was a quarterback, and then it was corner and all linebacker and all that. Now they had they had, they had receivers and corners over the quarterback. They he did have last. a receiver. Yep. They did have a receiver. They had both receivers. They had they had Devonte Smith and Jalen Waddle over. Yeah, him. that's right. They did. I forgot about that. that see, that's that's what I'm well, talking about, man. Both like, of those guys wouldn't be bad for you guys, but just yeah, but not, at that point, you didn't. That, need, you had Robbie. You just paid so Robbie, and you had DJ. That's what I'm saying. And it's just, like this year that people's like, if none of the QBs fall, let's just take Quentin Johnson. You are so stupid. You're so stupid. You guys, you guys There's should There's absolutely no pick. reasoning that you draft a wide receiver this year. You guys should give your ninth pick to the Bears for Justin Fields. Make up for it. <laughs> God, Dude. 
Nope. Well, thank God they're stick. You know, they can keep Jay Fields, man. I, I won't. I'll take CJ or AR. And I know a lot of people. You know, I'm not five, fully five on the AR train because I feel like you could trade back and get him, but you're you don't you're not going to take that risk. Coming to the station, you're, baby. You're you're not going to take that risk of trading back to twelve and then the guy at eleven take AR and now you're sitting with Will Levis or you're not sitting with a quarterback at all. Yeah. So you're gonna take AR at nine. But yep. the thing is, is it's like he's got the highest ceiling, hundred percent. The dude's got all the fit like we talked about last week, breaking yep. down the QBs. He's got the highest ceiling, but it's like can we sit here and wait two to three years to get it him? It's not gonna take two to three years. It it just depends, man. Yeah, I mean, okay, but I'll also say this if you want to make that argument, Josh Allen took three years. Well, I mean, and yeah, Rogers but Josh Allen, Josh Allen, and Josh Allen the, started three, and he started all three years, right? But yeah, is Josh? But Josh Allen's not. I mean, what's he doing? Turning I mean, over the ball the most and getting to the playoffs and losing? Yeah, He's better losing. what we're doing. Well, yeah, but I don't want to lose. He's still one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, I mean, he's top hey, three, hundred percent. I'm not arguing. I'm not you, arguing man, that. If, if you guys go to the playoffs every year, that's cool. But it it kind of hurts losing. Uh, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Man. Oh no, I agree. I'm just. I'm a hundred percent on the train of I'd rather not make the playoffs than go and lose every year. That part, eh. like a hundred percent, because it's like, yeah, you make it, but then your first round exits every year. That's that that would suck. And Depends on what not making it. <clears throat> I mean, like, if you're not, not making it, is like. Top five pick, maybe. If your top five pick is nine and eight, not making it, nah. I'll take the playoffs and just lose there. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I just, like I said, I'm not against Anthony. I don't want you to take it that way. I'm not. You know, I'm not against Anthony Richardson. Yep. I know he's got the highest ceiling, but I've been on the CJ train before everybody. Well, I was like, I like CJ Stroud. I like his upside. Yep. He's not got the highest ceiling, but I mean, yeah, I don't think CJ's bad. Don't say. Everybody that's saying, oh, it's going to take him two to three years. That's just, no. no. We've seen what Frank Wright can do with quarterbacks. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So that's I'm why not if we he's take the best AR... quarterback ever, but I'm just saying, like, it's right. not going to take him two seats. Like, there's some people out there saying, oh, it's going to take him two, three years just to start. Like, you are an idiot. Not on the Panthers. No. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Not on the Panthers. They have no, he you, might not be guys, good, but he ain't going to take that long. Whoever you guys are drafting this year, will start for the Carolina Panthers this year. Yep. I fully believe that. Mm-hmm. Whether it's CJ, whether it's Anthony, <clears throat> whoever you guys draft in the first round is going to be a day one starter. Because you guys and need I'm not, that. I'm not fully mm-hmm. – well, I'm okay with it because it's going to happen. But if we had somebody like a veteran that we could have that would he could sit a year, I wouldn't be against it either. So you don't throw him out in the fire and he gets yeah. killed. And he looks terrible because what's going to happen is CJ or AR, they're going to go out there and they're going to make the rookie mistakes. Yep. And and all Panthers Twitter is going to be like, we shouldn't have, this guy's a bum. <laughs> Why did you draft this guy? Who is this, this guy? This guy's throwing two picks a game. He sucks. He's a rookie. He's got to learn. Yeah, either Relax. make the rookie mistakes year one or year two. That's Listen, what I'm saying. I'd rather that- you get all your mistakes out now. So that next year when you come back, you go from throwing 19 interceptions to nine. I mean, just look I at mean, Trevor Lawrence, right? Honest. Yeah, look, yeah, look yeah. at T-Law. T-Law, everybody was like, oh, bust. First off, you call T-Law a bust, you don't watch football. But 
Ah, man. I mean, didn't he break like Peyton Manning's like interception record as a rookie? Or is that? I don't think it was that bad. That was that. Oh, he had seventeen. I don't think it was that bad. Let me see. I'm looking this up. Uh, Peyton Manning had like a lot. He had like twenty-five. I think we have twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in that. Is it in the twenties? I think it is in the twenties. His rookie year, he uh, what did he throw? Oh my god, he threw twenty eight. Jesus Christ, twenty eight. Look, I was being generous. I was like, I knew it was up. Man, about had that thirty for thirty, like old Jay Winston. Jay Bo Winston, baby. God, he almost did. That's awful. Oh man, and that's when they like that's back. That's that's before like the throwing age started. Yeah, yeah. That's when like that's like still peak running. Oh my god. Peyton said, "F it, Reggie Wayne's up there somewhere." (laughs) Hey. But you know, this is my thing, man. Let's say this. Let's say Carolina. He finished CJ Stroud for offensive rookie of the year voting that year. Let's say, let's say CJ Stroud gets drafted by the Panthers, right? Yeah. And th- this would be my ideal scenario. You draft CJ Stroud. He looks decent. Next year we make the playoffs, and we're sitting at we get. Let's say we first round exit, so we're sitting at like eighteen, nineteen. I I doubt this happens, hundred percent. Maybe he falls, and Marvin Harrison Jr. sitting on the board. Do you take him and pair him back up with CJ to have that one and if two? If he wide makes it to eighteen, duo? yes, you do. But yeah. as you said, because I'm not, tra- I'm not trading up for him. Hundred, no, absolutely not. But if he falls and we're sitting, let's say we don't make the playoffs and we're sitting at 16, 15, 16, and he falls, why not? Well, I mean, yeah, you, don't, you don't really have to look any if, further. Yeah, like I said, if he falls. You, that you don't really have to fall. look any further, though, to wonder if that works than Cincinnati. Bengals. Right. They got they got Joe Burrow, waited a year, said, okay, Jamar Chase is there. They know each other. They're familiar. Let's, let's, let's just try it. Instant. Instant. I mean, it, it was it was right off the bat that they just had that connection. Still, I mean, you guys that you're familiar with are always gonna be in sync. I mean, yep. and and it has absolutely shown since the first day Jamar got to the NFL and knew that Burrow was his quarterback. So I I think that's a big thing. Um, and and yeah, if if it's me and I'm and I'm in you guys' shoes, absolutely, absolutely take him. That that familiarity is going to not only be good for uh, for CJ as a quarterback, but it's also going to help other receivers on that team because then they're going to be coming over to to Mims and they're going to be like, okay, so what is we've been with him for a year, but you were with him for for three, so so what is he looking for here, you know? And and he's going to be like, look, when I cut out here, he wants me to. He's going to place the ball right here, like and and. And you guys are just going to be able to have a cohesive unit that way, um, like we've seen in Cincinnati. So. Yeah. And just, I think, real quick, we want to talk about the Panthers staff, like OCDC. You want to do that? Yeah. Uh, I'll let you start. I got the names. So, first off, well, the three names that I've seen a lot of is Deuce Staley. I think he's a running backs coach for the Lions. He's already somewhat confirmed to be here, sort of, kind of. I think it depends on some other moving pieces. Um, Brian Johnson, the Eagles QB coach, he is also in consideration. And then you have the greatest name of all, Jim Bob Cooter, uh, who is the oh, Jim Cowboys, Bob, who's the Cowboys pass game coordinator, I believe. Could I be wrong. Jacksonville. 
Is it Jacksonville's? I think it's Jacksonville's Cowboys. I don't care, man. Jim Bob Cooter. That's all that matters. I think all three of these would be really good options. Yeah. I'm cheering for, I don't know, Brian or Deuce, to be honest. I'm cheering for those two. Because I would love to be able to to be able to throw lots of touchdowns and be like, you just we just took a deuce on your field. It would be great. Hundred percent. Like that no, every time you guys throw a touchdown, the uh, the tagline would be you got cootered. <laughs> <laughs> and then for uh, DC, I'm probably gonna butcher this name. Oh but yeah, the dude from Denver. Yeah, Jero Avero, something like that. I yeah. don't know. Denver. DC. <laughs> I'm gonna say this: if we get this guy, big Monster. W for multiple reasons. Number he's one, fighting. oh sorry, go ahead. He's a number one. I just think he's a good defensive coordinator either way. Number two, I think there's a chance this guy could be a head coach in a couple years. I mean, and an added bonus would be that third round pick. I mean, he's got the whole alphabet in his name, so I don't understand how you couldn't. Right, win. but this no. guy's this guy's coming from uh, Denver, and you've seen Denver. what he's done with Denver's defense. Yeah, that's um, pretty good. And I would argue that our defense is probably better on paper wise. So, and the list that he's worked with is yeah, insane. He's, he's worked with like. Big name DCs, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd be down for him as DC and either Brian or um, Deuce as OC. Yep, 100%. But we will, uh, man, we'll jump, we'll jump into to Packers Corner, man. I know you've got a decent amount to talk about tonight. Here I we sure do. All right, so, uh, here we are. Packers corner. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, man. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about before I actually do the slides is um, I I saw a a tweet. Uh, what was it yesterday or two days ago? Uh, and I brought it up in the group chat that Alan Lazard is wanting anywhere from like fifteen to seventeen million dollars. Uh, Getting that Christian said, Kirk money. Yeah, that's what he's seeking in free agency. Um, that's absurd. Okay. Yeah, yeah, fifteen to seventeen. Yeah, he says uh, they're not close in contract talks. Expected to part ways. Yeah, I. That's absurd. Uh, if a if a team pays Alan Lazard, who is, he wasn't even really the wide receiver one this year for the Packers. Um, certainly not filling the Devonte Adams role like he was supposed to. Uh, if if he expects to get fifteen to seventeen million, which to his credit, I'm sure some team will give it to him. Chicago will probably give it to him because they saw how bad uh, the the deal with Chase Claypool went. Um, Lazard is not a fifteen to seventeen a year wide receiver, uh, and honestly, I I don't know if he thinks that he is. Um, if he is more power to him, but, uh, but yeah, he, it, it's just absurd. And I, I actually, uh, went in the group chat and actually, that's the first thing I said about it. When I, I sent the post, I was like, this is absolutely absurd. I mean, it, there, there's just no reason to pay him that much money. Uh, when the best skill that he has is as a possession receiver and somebody who can block very well. That, that and that's not taking anything away from Allen. I've loved his time in Green Bay, but um, he's he's never been a, a, a number one receiver. He's always filled that number two spot. Um, 
and, and like I said, he's great in, in the run protection game. He's great in those chip block, you know, plays, and he's great for getting you the, the first down. But that is what Alan Lazard essentially is as a receiver. He's not going to stretch the field for you, bar barring like maybe a couple of open plays where he just has maybe a, a step or two on the receiver or on the on the DB. Um, but he's he's just not he's not that guy. Like I, I wish we had a soundboard so I could insert that you're not that guy, pal. Uh, you're I mean, not that guy, pal. Exactly. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, he's just he's just not that guy. Um, and I really don't understand it. Um, second thing before I actually get into the slides, uh, Aaron Rodgers, which obviously I'm going to talk about because you guys know by now, Packers mm. Corner, uh, especially off-season news, is surrounding Aaron Rodgers. Once again, for the third season in a row. Uh, Aaron Rodgers confirmed at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am this week that he is not going to San Francisco. Um which I thought no was kind NFC. of funny. No NFC, which I think is kind of funny because uh, a lot of people kind of placed him there because of the hometown team thing. Um, but he's already said right off the bat, he is not going to San Fran, uh, which is good for me because honestly, I didn't want to meet Aaron Rodgers in an NFC championship game and have to beat him because, you know, he chokes in those. So anyways, We'll go over to uh, the actual slides now. Uh, interesting tweet from Las Vegas locally that says, uh, which neighborhood is Aaron Rodgers 12 moving to? And uh, Devontae Adams saying mine, which gives a little bit of a kind of hint at maybe Rodgers is looking at the Raiders, which is another team that we kind of have been linking him to other than the Jets. Um I would love to see this if they gave us uh, a hefty return, similarly to what we should have gotten uh, last year when Devonte left and went to the went to the Raiders. Um, Go ahead and I'm take thinking. seven from from. Help us out. <laughs> no, um, I I want to see something like maybe Darren Waller and and a first. I, I think that would probably be good. Um, Aaron, I know you're shaking your head right now, but he's going to get a first I, round I, pick. I, he's going to get a first I, round pick, dude. I'm not saying he's not. I I just don't see trading a first and Darren Waller for a 39 year old quarterback. Well, it's, I mean, just, I, it's just absurd to me. I don't know. I mean, I, I, don't I think know. it'll just be picks. I don't think it'll be a player. Yeah. Well, either way, I could. That's that's what I would like to see. Now, if it'll happen or not. Probably not. I don't know. I oh, still think he goes to the Jets or retires, honestly, because I don't Ooh, think Aaron knows what he wants to do. But uh, <laughs> next thing that we got is, um, yeah, man, we're uh, we we prefer to move on from Rogers. Um, I talked about this a little bit last week because this was the thing that I was pretty sure was happening when the Packers were actually welcoming uh, talks and stuff like that. Um, and Aaron actually talked about it on the Pat McAfee show, but the Packers have started to uh, have some discussions without him. Um, and I think it's moving closer and closer to uh, we're, we're ready to move on from him. I think this is uh, one of the two situations that I saw playing out uh, and the one where 
I kind of talked about, I can see him kind of coming in one day and they say, look, man, thanks for, for what you've done for us, but um, we're, we're ready to let you go. And I think Aaron's not going to hold the Packers hostage. I don't think he's going to be like, well, no, no, no. Like I'll, like I'll stay and, you know, I'll, I'll play and all this stuff. I think, um, I think he'll understand. And if he wants to keep going, then he'll, he'll probably say like, look, this is who I want to go to and the Packers will accommodate it. And I think that that is going to uh, help us out a lot because hopefully if it's not a large load, hopefully they agree to uh, at least cut in half his salary cap hit. So it's beneficial for both sides, but um, Jordan love season, baby. Let's, let's get excited. Cause I, I am super excited. Jordan love is going to be great. I love that. We're uh, that we're going to look what looks like we're going to move forward with him. Um, I am super excited. Aaron and CK know I've been a big Jordan Love fan for a very long time. I have his jersey hanging in my closet right now. Um, I'm very, I'm very, very excited to see Jordan Love um, start and and develop into the young man that I think he can be. You guys got anything on Packers Corner? Hope it works out for you. Yeah, I, I ain't really got much, man. I don't. I mean. I like I said, I, I I say it every week, man. I, I don't I don't know how you get a first for a thirty nine year old quarterback, but I've seen crazy things happen. So if you get one, your best bet's probably going to the Jets. Um, I don't I don't know if you get a first from anybody else. But I think you, the Raiders are stupid enough. But uh, the Raiders are definitely pretty dumb. Could we not see a, a quarterback quarterback swap and just send Derek to to Green Bay? We don't want him. We don't want him, man. I'm you sorry. don't want him. I, what if all what if what if all goot the goots is like Goody does Carr. not want Derek Carr, man. I promise. Oh, man. Hey, what's the dead cat look like on A Rod anyway? Uh, it won't be anything, I don't think. Because <clears throat> that year to year contract. Yeah, mm-hmm. if we if we trade him, it, it won't be anything. He'll just be out the door and they'll I think uh he's got like a hundred million left on his actual cap. So, trust. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I want Derek Carr to go to the Saints. <laughs> Derek oh, Carr is hilarious. Why? Why? Because have you seen how much money he costs? They're at negative sixty right now. They get Derek Carr, they go to negative ninety. They get negative ninety, yeah, but that's before they cut Michael Thomas, and they probably trade. Okay, how much Alvin money? They say from cut, how much money do they save from cutting Michael Thomas? I think it, I think I've seen something that said if they get rid of Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, they're pretty close to cap. To like, mm. to like, even it out. It would be great. I didn't actually so know, I don't know that one. On cutting so, Michael so, Thomas. So break it down, New Orleans. You don't need nothing. It would be. They cut fantastic. Michael Thomas. They lose twelve mil. They, Start they cut Michael Hook. Thomas. Michael Thomas probably comes to Green Bay, and that would be fantastic for Jordan. Well, what are so. they trading? They don't make it. They, I mean, they still lose money. Round pick. The only way they can trading save money well, is if they tra- if they do it post June one. If they do it post June one, they save money on Michael Thomas, and it's a million dollars. Does you know how the Saints are, man? Yeah, the Saints are going to do it. They can get it. It's easy to get out of it. But what you have to think is this: to get out of it, you have to restructure four players over the age of thirty. Good. That's what. Yeah, ex- that's what I'm restructure saying. Restructure Cam Jordan. Good. Exactly. That's what I'm or saying. Fire Cam Jordan. Fire Cam Jordan. I, I hate that man with a passion. I'm sure you do. I hope they get Derek Carr so they have to stay in the salary cap. Moving over for the next like four years. 
Derek Carr's not a bad quarterback, so I don't want to have to play Derek Carr twice a year. We can beat him. Say Derek Carr. We can beat him. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. How about you have three quarterbacks on your roster over ten mil? Three quarterbacks. All right. Derek Carr, James Winston, start Ian Book. Oh my god. Fact. All right. What, what do we got I'm sorry. No, you can't because Ian Book now plays now is the third string on the uh, Eagles. So he, he's actually going to go win a Super Bowl here soon. So no, he's mind, not. You, you have to start Michael. somewhere else. I don't know where you're going to start. Oh, you're going to start, but whatever. I like playing Jameis Winston, man. That dude's a clown. I like I like playing Jay, but I can't lie. I've always liked playing Jameis Winston. I did, yeah, that dude's a clown. Even man. The W's, man. I, I want the interceptions. That's what I'm saying. That's Derek Carr does the same thing. So. Uh, Derek Carr does not man. throw as many interceptions as James Winston. Not as many, but That's you don't throw any, you don't throw to J.C. Horn. I tell you that. How about that? You ask any yeah. quarterback. <laughs> but uh, man, we'll jump in. Okay, I, I seen you little eye roll. I bet I bet Jordan Love throws an interception to J.C. Horn this year. I bet he doesn't. I put five on that. All right, bet. I bet. And, and listen, and this is why, because JC is going to be looking for the ball, and Christian Watson is just going to run past him, and he's going to look for oh, the ball. Okay. Ah, oh, no. you're talking about the, the number one That's lockdown right. corner in the the corner in the NFL is going to just be burnt by Christian Watson. Jair Alexander can't be burnt; they're on the same team. Cap, I sent you the numbers. Uh, you know okay. the numbers. Okay. You know okay. you you know the numbers. Numbers don't lie, buddy. Stats don't a hey, ball don't lie, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, we're gonna hate each other that week when we play on this thing, man. Oh, dude, let's let's jump to the running back class, man. We'll All jump, right, man. dude, do this real quick. Uh, Here we go. It's our top five of the running back class. I mean. That's the the fifth guy, I think the fourth and the fifth guy are kind of all interchangeable. I mean, you got Zach Evans, you've got uh, Keaton Mitchell. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, Keaton Mitchell from ECU, Zach Evans from uh, Ole Miss. Uh, there's a couple other guys, but um, we'll start with this guy, number five. It's Zach Sherbonnet, uh, maybe. I think that's how it is. I I couldn't tell you. Um, this year he had a little over 1,300 yards and 14 TDs uh, on the ground. He's 6'1", 220. Uh, I have his pro comparison kind of being like an Elijah Mitchell from San Fran. Uh, Zach has really helped his stock this past year. His move to UCLA proved to be an excellent move. He has ideal size for the position combined with a great speed and powerful running style and has put this all together this last season, chalking up great numbers on the ground. He's not perfect, however, and struggles in pass protection, has limited experience as a receiver, and is almost non-existent route tree. We consider Sherbonet as a likely third or fourth round pick in the 2022 draft who has promised as a starter at the next level in a run-heavy scheme. So, I mean, he, he's as you can see, he's a, he's a running back. He's not a receiving back. Yeah, so just out of curiosity, are there any, like, because obviously, you know, you guys that watched our stuff last week, um, if you watched it all the way through, you'll know that I uh, do not watch college football very often. Um, and when I do, it's usually the uh, good old Wisconsin Badgers who are terrible. But um, I are there any, like, standout guys at running back this year, like, that are, that are going to be, like, day one picks that you guys could see? Bijan. 
John Robinson, baby. Like, and then, like I know, we, I know, I know we have, I know we have a like inside joke of Bijan, but no, it, it's it's Bijan Robinson. Bijan will probably will probably be like somewhere between twenty and thirty. He'll probably be taken okay. if he doesn't go to Dallas. Uh, I think uh, Buffalo's yeah. a big. Is a Buffalo circle. Yeah. Why not? Like, why would you not take B. John if you're Buffalo? Yeah. You ain't got I mean, a that, run yeah. game. You ain't got a run game. Go get B. John. That's true. Yep. Who do they even have? Like, Devin Singletary and Naeem Hines? They traded for somebody. That's, yeah, yes, Naeem Hines. Hines yeah. Naeem Hines, yeah. So they've got Singletary and, and Hines, two older yeah. dudes that are probably, their, their days are probably numbered in the league, honestly. So they're, they're going to need a young team a while. Come in. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you see his pros and cons, man. He's great combination of size and speed. He fights for extra yardage, which is always nice. Definitely, and he's, and he's really reliable in short yardage. Improves patient as a runner, follows pulling guards, and makes good decisions on his cut, which is good. You don't like watching your running back outrun your pulling guard, and then by the time he's – the, the guard has to make the block. The, the running back's already over there getting tackled because he runs ten times faster than the guard does, and yeah. he, there's no really no real sense in it. He has he has really good patience as a runner. Um, also, he has good vision, so he's, he's good at finding the hole, and he's he's good at getting north and south. You know, he's not he's not an east to west runner. Uh, he's got a good initial push, and it always seems like he falls forward for positive yardage when he's getting tackled which is always a very good thing. Uh, like I said earlier, his hands aren't that great. Uh, he drops passes that he's not expecting. He needs to improve his awareness when it comes to that, which that's that's fundamental stuff, man. You can you can get that done easy. He doesn't make tacklers miss, needs to develop a greater bag of tricks, and he loses momentum when, he's, when his gears are down to change direction, and it takes him a few steps to accelerate. So he kind of like stutter steps. Um mm-hmm. But like I said, it's kind of all fundamental stuff that can be fixed. That's yeah. the good thing. It's not stuff that's like, well, it's not fast. You can't teach speed, but you can teach awareness. It's like, hey, pay attention. You can yeah. teach. I mean, I'm just saying, it's like, I'm not wrong. You may it's not. Funny how you said it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it because it's like, it's like, hey, he doesn't get together. <laughs> yeah. Hey, get it together. He stutters a little bit. <laughs> hey, you stutter well, too I mean, much, buddy. But, I, but, I, but I'm right though, because it's like you know, he's he's not expecting passes not coming to him if he's not the right if he's not the hot guy right there. It's like okay, but you know, yeah, wide receivers covered. You're my next drop. I'm I'm throwing to you. Be ready. Just yeah. be ready at all times. Um, be John Robinson. Be ready. He probably will be ready. Um, but we'll jump to the next guy. Uh, CK, you gonna take this one? Sean Tucker, okay. Uh, yes, Sean Tucker is also my number four back. Uh, so what I've seen a lot from him is just from watching, uh, he is he has a good start stop to him. He can cut on a dime, do everything he needs to do. Uh, he's obviously smaller, 5'10", 205. So not not smaller than like a Keaton Mitchell, but not as big as Bajon or I think Tank Bigsby's quite bigger, a lot bigger than that too. Um, so I'm just going to read off the rest of your slide. Not the flashiest or most gifted back in the class, like I just said, but is one of the most pro-ready, showing impressive patience, vision, footwork, and competitiveness as a runner. 
protecting the football and doing a pretty good job in blitz pickup, something that appears to be in short supply these days, showed he can carry the load the past two seasons and looks like a solid bet to be among the first handful of backs off the board as polished and a safe selection. Uh, another thing I would say, I don't think it said it, he is another issue. He's not the fastest guy. He's not. He's just not. So I don't think you're going to have him running by people all the time. But as it said, he's going to fight for every yard. He's going to run people over. He probably just won't outrun a safety or a corner like some other guys. Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, he had, a, he had a decent 2022 season. I mean, not the greatest of people. Not the greatest of the, you know, the greatest of seasons. Hit 11 touchdowns, which is always nice when you put up double-digit touchdowns. And, uh, yep. man, his comparison was Felix Jones, uh, an older Dallas Cowboy running back. I don't know if y'all remember Felix Jones. Nope. I, I just but. had to look him up, actually. And <laughs> the funny uh, the funny thing about uh, Sean Tucker here is in the 2022 season, he has the exact same amount of touchdowns as Felix Jones did his entire career. Um, so I don't know if that's a great comparison. I don't know where the it's pro comparison bad. really came from, but, uh, the, all the, all the stuff I got written down all kind of came from, uh, the draft network. So you can uh, think well, the draft they, network for that. They, Another positive. Not, yeah. They're, they're not thinking Sean a whole Tucker. lot of Sean Tucker. I don't think. Another positive to Sean Tucker. He also tweets something after every game and it's pretty inspirational. If you haven't seen yeah. those, check it out. Yeah. Well. Maybe he can tweet himself out of the uh, the old Felix Felix Jones. Felix Jones. <laughs> comparison. Hey man, it's it's what this what TDN posted up, man. I I can't. That ain't on me, man. So all this ain't from me. This is all from from the Draft Network. So I just kind of take from them, and I watch yep. film on them too after I do these. But like I said, his pros, man. He finishes runs well and flashes the ability to get small and squeeze through traffic. Uh, He's the quality receiver. He's got soft hands, but Tucker shows a good feel for catching and transitioning up the field in the screen game. I did see in his uh, some of his highlights he was pretty nice at catching a uh, a screen and taking that thing 40, 50 yards. That's always nice. Um, kind of felt like somebody I've seen before, a couple running backs in the league. Um, Aaron Jones, thank you. Okay. Um. <laughs> He's his best. I'm, I'm not even going to argue with this right now. He's <laughs> he's at his best when he's working in the space, but I feel like that's kind of any running back. I mean, when you got space as a running back, if you're not you good be, in space as a running back. You're not good in you space. Be a running back. Yeah, you shouldn't be. As I was about to say, you shouldn't be a running back if you're not good in space. Uh, he possesses quick feet and straight line speed, but doesn't have the elite burst to be consistent big play threat. Um, and he's he's small, but he's uh he's a built runner. You know, he's. He has a scat back skill set, which is nice, but but is more of effective between the tackles. Um, scat back, so Dang. scat back, yeah. Well, yeah, scat no, back, Sean. You got the scat pack, yeah. Scat, oh, scat pack, Sean. Yeah, that the nil deal is really um, working out for him. Nice. <laughs> he's a little too indecisive, and he's hesitant at the line of scrimmage. Um. Mm. His playing speed is less than elite, but Tucker won't run past like he won't run past defenders like like he did at college level. I mean, mm-hmm. he did play in the ACC, so he's not really playing the best of the best, but he's All not right. playing the worst of the worst either. Yeah, I, ju- I I'm giving you your praises. Calm down. Um, you know, t- no, Tucker. Has a t- Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. 
Tucker has uh, Tuck, Tucker has a slight build, especially for a running back, and uh, Tucker isn't going to grind for grind out yardage between tackles. He's uh, he just he just he's just as little he's little, so he he doesn't have the power to run yeah. over linebackers. So don't expect that. But you want me to do my honorable mentions before you move to your top three? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you. No, no, I just want to make because I know your top three is the same. So I know. Um, so the honorable mention I was going to say Keaton Mitchell. So he is from ECU. His blo- his blocking is his main weakness. It's because he's tiny. But either way, he's a really good receiver. He's good in the screen game because of one major factor. He has elite speed. Elite of the elite. Be I believe – I could be wrong, but I believe that he has – this season and last season, he had the highest recorded mile, like 22 miles an hour, whatever, of any running back in the entire country. So he's really good at that. And then um, he's – the only issue for him is he is more of a complimentary back than a main back. So you don't want to draft him in the first, like, three rounds per se. Right. But say for the Panthers, just for an example, say you had let's say you bring back Deontay Foreman, you keep Chuba, potentially a late-round pickup where it's kind of like, okay, you go from power to half and half with Chuba to straight up just speed with Keaton. And another guy, because I don't think you have him on here, is um, Zach Evans. Yeah, I, so, I mentioned him earlier. Yeah, with Keaton and Zach, I said they were kind of interchangeable with uh, with Sean yep. and the other Zach. Yeah, so he's a good receiver. He's got a good in- initial burst. He has good. Spe- he has pretty good speed. And then another issue is obviously blocking. So a lot of these dudes' issues that I've seen is pass blocking. But right, which you know. which can be fixed. That's yeah, the good thing. Like I said, it's yeah. all that's all the fundamentally stuff. I don't. I, it doesn't bother me as much when it comes to fundamentals. Yeah, can you fix it? Because you can fix it, just about any kind of fundamental problems you can fix in a player. Yeah. But it's the stuff you can't, the speed, the size, you can't yep. fix those things. <laughs> yep. I just want to get those out for your yep. top three because I didn't want to yeah, like, go no, back 100%. to the worst players. Right. Uh, number Sorry three and – no, you're Excellent. good. Um, number three and my favorite running back, of course, I'm kind of biased, but is Tank. Uh, my man had 970 yards and 10 touchdowns this year. Barely hit a didn't didn't quite hit a thousand, but he was close. Uh, six you know six foot two thirteen. Um, That's a nice his comparison. pro comparison was Dalvin Cook. Mm. Interesting. I, I I don't know if I'd give him Dalvin Cook, but I don't think he's far off from Dalvin Cook. Um, mm. he's well built. You know he's 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 productive at his highest level of college football, showing the ability to get to get to the edge in the offense, which featured a lot of outside runs from the shotgun, uh, with the elusiveness to make defenders look silly in one-on-one situations at the second level. Passing game value was limited in school, both as a receiver and blocker. So it's currently so as it currently stands, has the look of an early down or uh, or committee back particularly on a team that gives him chances to stretch the defense laterally and out. Cut up field with the holes. Oh, material. and cut up field. Okay, yeah, little things in my way. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, um, you know, he, he's a compact, compact runner. Uh, he has a rare – he has a very rare blend of, of balance, agility, and in, instincts. I mean, Tank's, Tank's good, man. He really is. Uh, he finishes his runs well, and he flashes the ability to get through small spaces in traffic and stuff, which is nice. 
definitely when you're running up the gut and you got two big 350 plus D tackles on you, he can kind of squeeze through and get out and might gain an extra seven, eight yards. Sounds like a good time. Right. Hey, but uh he shows the de- he shows decent bursts and straight line speed. Um, he's patient, letting blocks develop, then accelerating. He runs with a good forward lean and consistently falls forward. Shows a surprising burst to beat linebackers to the edge, can plant his foot in the ground and explode. Uh, beating linebackers is nice. If you can get past that second that second line of defense, that's always nice because then it's just you and the, the DBs and stuff. Uh, he, tends, he tends to get upright at times, too upright, sacrificing power. He, he's kind of a high hitter. Not always good. Lowest man wins. That's something you're taught in middle school, even before middle school. It's like Pop Warner football, man. Yeah, that's that's yeah. So that, that kind of sucks, but fundamentally you can fix that. Uh, yep. his hands his hands are good, but it doesn't he, he doesn't show much feel as a route runner. You know, he's not the great like I said earlier, he doesn't he never really got a lot of passing looks as a runner, as a yeah. running back. Um, but, you know, and he, he's probably not the guy you would flex out to the wide. Um, you know, he's a tall, upright runner who lacks great power as a runner sometimes. So he's 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 not a quick twitch athlete and is forced to, gra- to greer down too much. Not very loose throughout his frame, looks tight redirecting, will dance and leave his feet instead of taking what's there sometimes. So he likes to be the east to west guy sometimes. If he can yeah. get away with get away from that and do more of the north to south, that would be better. See, unfortunately, this is uh, almost in the cons is where I could see the uh, the Dalvin Cook comparison because I've noticed that Dalvin Cook likes to not necessarily run like straight up field unless you give him like a like a gut play, but yeah. like he likes to try and make dudes miss a lot, which is fine if you can do it, but. This is probably where uh, where Tank is getting his his comparisons because he he is more interested in okay can I make this guy look silly and then still get like two or three yards out of it instead of just hey there's the hole in the a gap let me just see how far I can go before I get tackled right yeah yeah I, I, I yeah I can see that I'm good with that uh, our last two guys man Jameer Gibbs this this dude's man. Yeah, he's a dog. I he's he's little. He's kind of a smaller guy. He's a little guy. Um, he's he's smaller, but but his pro comparison man is is Alvin Kamara. Um, it's an interesting person. take. Interesting take. I'm not gonna say they're wrong, but I'm not gonna say they're right neither. Hmm. Uh, talented runner. Uh, you know the the league has seen in a long time. It's it's rare to see a running back who possesses both elite pass catching ability and bell cow power running back. Uh, Gibbs is truly fit in any offense in the NFL, run heavy or pass heavy, and can be converted asset. I guess that's kind of more why he fits the Alvin Kamara because, I mean Alvin, yeah, Alvin, everything, yeah, pretty much. He he does it all. He really does. Yep. Uh, his his pass blocking is below average. Seems like that's kind of a. That's a repetitive a thing with these. Uh, uh, well, it seems like a repetitive thing going on with these running backs is their pass block is not all that great. Yeah. yeah. But it's not due to his lack of effort. So it's not like he's just chip blocking guys and trying his best. No, he's he's trying, but just he's, not just, he's, he's being outpowered by these 
265 pound linebackers against a 500 pound guy. Understandable. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not like you're just you're just giving up. You're trying, but they're they're gonna outman you. That's just how yeah. It is. I mean these these guys are not gonna come up and be like you know Derrick Henry or, or AJ Dillon. I mean you're just not right. gonna they're they're just not bigger running backs. Yeah, and with at a school like Bama, man, you know they got a deep roster, and on pass blocking plays, he's typically taken out of the formation, so he doesn't really get that much time of play when it comes to pass blocking because they know mm-hmm. he's he's little. So they're yeah, not going to be like, well, we're going to get NFL. you out there. Yeah, you're going to get out there and you're going to get killed. Why would we put you out there? Yep. Um, so that that's that's that on him. I mean, he had barely on a little under 900. Not a uh, little cup. Hold on. Mm. I get it out. Mm. He has a little over 900 yards, 926 with seven touchdowns and uh, 444 receiving yards with three touchdowns, which isn't awful. No. Um, he has the best skill set of any running back in this class. And like I said, yeah. he'll fit just about any scheme. Um, he has great pass catch. He's a great pass catcher, has more of an advanced route tree than you would see from a running back. He has ex- electric speed, allowing him to easily burn tacklers on cor- easy burn tacklers on corners. And he has the vision to and confidence to hit holes without second thought, which is very nice when you're 5'11. Possesses fluidity and as a runner and can stop on a dime and turn on the jets at will, which is also very nice. Mm. Um, and his three concern, his three cons, they kind of all match up with that second one is a size concern. Yeah. Um, yep. Size concern being a three down back sucks, which where CK said earlier, you're not going to put him in yeah. on a third and 10 to pass block. Nope. So he's not a third. He's not a three down running back. Uh Breaking tackles because of his size, and then pass blocking leaves much to be desired because of his size. So, yeah. So it's the size that hurts him. Yeah. You know what? I So I'm listening to all this stuff, and uh, I'm not seeing a Kamara comparison, but I am seeing an Aaron Jones comparison. Okay. That's because fair. Aaron Jones can do all this stuff. But he's not great at pass at, at pass blocking. Like, he's just not. You know, before we had right. A.J. Dillon and – if you had uh, – you, you got to think, before we got A.J. Dillon, we had Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, both relatively around the same size uh, to, to this guy. And, um, you know, you, you look at them, they're fast, they're explosive, they're, they're on the shorter stature, they get upfield quick, and, and, you know, they can – they're also great in, in the passing game. But they cannot block a DN or a, or a linebacker, really. And they, they just can't. I mean, they're, they're just smaller guys. Aaron Jones is five eight. Like he's just he's not gonna he's not gonna do that. But what he can do is when you're on the two yard line at, and, and the goal line, he can slide underneath the defender real quick and get a touchdown. And and that's that's where they they make their money as as true running as true running backs. Uh, I mean. You're just not going to get that out of out of this guy. So, you yep. know, that, that's just that that's what I would have his comparison as. I, I know that you know these guys are experts and you know quote unquote experts or whatnot, but I I would absolutely put him as an Aaron Jones guy. For I have a couple more honorable mentions as well. Okay, I just thought of them, um, and they're gonna these dudes are gonna rise up the draft board. I think uh, the first one is uh, Tajay Spears. I know I think it was at the Senior Bowl. 
he was just wrecking people. He also had a really good season at Tulane. I don't have the stats pulled up, but I he had a lot of touchdowns, I'm pretty sure. Um, another one is – I'm going to butcher this name. Israel Abunkanda. He's a running back for Pittsburgh. Um, he had 20 touchdowns this season, rushing touchdowns. That's tied for first in the uh, league. And then you have two more. You have Deuce Vaughn. I don't think he uh, – he's 5'6", so I don't know if he'll do anything in the league, but we'll find out. And then Kenny McIntosh, who's the running back from Georgia, who's also another one of my personal favorites. Now I move on to the GOAT. Nice. Yes, yeah. sir. Uh, Bring him on. You guys talk about him, so I'll let y'all take it. How about that? B. John Robinson. Oh, uh, man. So, obviously, I don't – like I said, I don't watch – any type of college football, really, except for the uh, Wisconsin Badgers, who we have Braylon Allen at uh, running back. He was a freshman last year, but he was very good. Um, but let's talk about our man, B. John. He's a, he's a, you know, inside joke, obviously, from last week's podcast. If you guys listened into that, you will know what we're kind of talking about and why we keep talking yep. about it. Maybe you've gotten a couple of laughs out of it. Um, but my man, B. John's being compared to, uh, to Saquon Barkley. Um, based off of just looking at his size and what I've seen in the in the picture and what I'm reading right here, I think that's a pretty good um pretty good comparison. Like he looks like he's produced, you know, wherever he's played. Looks like he's that kind of player. Um, for 20 years ago, can be viewed as a likely number one overall pick. And um, you know, given the current lack of demand for running backs in the NFL, especially at high selections, uh, I don't think he'll – I mean, obviously from the slide it says he won't be a top-10 selection, which is not not very um, surprising given the way that running backs have been kind of viewed recently in the NFL, especially like yep. the veterans not making that, that big money like they were a couple of years ago. And now it's more of a wide receiver, like pay your wide receiver kind of thing. And running backs are uh, – very easily just kind of switching switching in and out. It's always good to get another dude in the backfield. But uh, going over to his pros and cons here, you got B. John brings a, uh, a nice blend of size, speed, and power, which you can tell just by looking at him that this dude is going to be fast and physical, and that's always a good combination when you got a running back in the backfield. Successfully um, thrashes through tacklers, turn uh, minimum gains into long ones, which – you, you like a lot, and you see that Saquon Barkley comparison because, obviously, Barkley's been doing that since he got into the league and even in college. Uh, good vision, so he's going to be able to read the hole um, and know where to go. Good cutback lanes. Um, he's got good hands, um, so he's going to be able to catch on those screen passes. Um, consistent pass blocker. We have not seen that uh, with, the, with the other guys. Um but, you know, honestly, I wouldn't expect you to. I think B. John has a lot bigger size than these other guys. Um, yep. so, so he's going to have that advantage. Um, but he also keeps his pads low and he falls forward and has a breakaway speed, like Aaron mentioned earlier. You know, uh, when we were talking about tank, uh, lower man wins, right? So, yep. so the fact that he's able to, uh, to get low – I think is something that's going to benefit him greatly, especially with uh, if they put him in as a rookie on those like third and one 
third and two calls, he's going to be able to push that pile and uh, and get forward. CK, you want to take the comments? Yes, I will. So he can be a little indecisive and hesitant at the line of scrimmage. Uh, Robinson's contact balance is not elite. I believe it's still pretty good, but it's not like uh, I'm trying to think of place. It's not like Saquon where he can just bounce off everything. Yeah. Um, sometimes steers himself into a, into dead ends and then resorts to body catching on passing downs. So in the NFL, that's going to get you killed. Yep. Because if you go for a body catch, you're going to get rattled. And then while he has very good speed, it is an elite. You won't see him run away from DBs. So, again, I think that's a, pretty much everybody in this class, like, like you keep saying about like the pass blocking. There's a lot of really, really good speed, but the only one with elite speed is probably, like I said, Keaton Mitchell. There's a couple other guys like that, but – he's still going to put the burners on a linebacker and most safeties. It's just, you know, if you get like a Dante Jackson, not saying he could tackle him, but if Dante could catch up with him, slow him down as they do. Right. All right, boys. Well, uh, we're already at almost an hour 30. Do you guys want to do a a mock draft or we going, we going I say I say we do our mock draft every other episode. So we did one last week. We'll knock it out next week. Yeah, I think and I think that'll give us uh, a lot more time. And maybe you guys uh, that are watching on YouTube or even if you visit our Instagram page, I think we're going to start trying to be more active on there and uh, maybe doing like some polls and stuff. I'll talk to Aaron and the guys um, about that. But if that is the end of episode four, then gentlemen. I think we're going to get out of here. We love talking to you guys, man. Go ahead and uh, make sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. If you have not already uh, hit the bell notification. So you get notified every time we get a new episode of pack the bank podcast, follow us on Instagram, on our social channels. And once again, like we said at the beginning of the show, we are now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast from. So you can enjoy listening to our wonderful voices as always, man. Peace.